Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggles of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Andrew Schrader. And I'm R. Purcell. Okay, and today we're here with another alternate update. Uh, our previous episode we did, well, I did, alone, without Ulrich <laughs> alone. or Liz. Right. <laughs> on the first three days of uh, audio recordings that Ulrich sent me. So we're going to just keep that going, and we're going to get a full uh, alternate update from Ulrich in person this time, and we're going to be playing some of your logs from, what is it, days four through six, Ulrich? Uh, yeah, I think we should do that. I actually kind of regret that. So I, I sort of screwed up. Like when I sent you the first three days, I had like, I think seven or eight days already recorded and I just was too busy and I didn't send them to you in time. And then I sent them to you like after like all the ones that I had did. And so I felt like this one was a little shorter than it could have been. Like I kind of wanted the first one to be the for- the first week of production. Um, so I don't know. We'll do our best. We'll we'll pick it up. Go from four to day four to day six, I guess, or the beginning of day six. I I think yeah. Because if we go through the first for all the way through day six or something, it's just like it's way too long. It'll be like an hour and twenty minutes of just uh, me talking without <laughs> without our commentary thrown in. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, we could also. After this episode, you could pick just a few, fr- you know, we could do even less audio logs, but go through the same number of days. Well, I feel like I record them, as long as people don't complain, I'm just going to release them as episodes because um, <laughs> we have other episodes to release, but they're not edited yet. And I'm, I don't have any time to edit myself. And, you know, my edit, one editor has gone MIA. I love you, Jonathan, but I have not heard from you in weeks. So don't know what's going on there. And then my other editor, Jason, who um, did a few episodes. Um, yeah, I haven't heard from him either. Um, I emailed him like four days ago and no response. So I uh, feel like I'm on my own here a little bit, which is cool. Um, but Or Liz and I, I should say, are on our own. But we'll we'll get it done. I think in these episodes, I think they're just they're fun. People seem to like them. I actually got better response from from these than I thought I was going to. So um, I'm just gonna keep on doing them in order, and then if people complain, then I'll put regular episodes out. How about that? Does that sound like fun? <laughs> hey, sounds good to me. Sweet. <laughs> and then I'm probably not gonna talk a lot during these because I I am talking the whole time. So I'm just gonna let you react and then if you ask questions then i can answer them maybe um but you know the other thing is like you know in in the timeline of things obviously the movie's been completely shot and a lot of stuff has happened but i just kind of think it's more interesting if we do it in real time so i'm not going to really say anything about the movie now i will say things like in relation to what you've heard but I'm not going to give away like what happened because a lot of crazy shit happened that you haven't even gotten to yet. And uh, I think it'd be fun to like just do it in real time. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, so what's the first audio log that we're going to be listening to? Okay. Is it the morning of day four? Yeah, I was just looking at these. So it is morning day four. And I don't think they have anything to, to do to set this up. We should just get into it. Yeah, that sounds great. Hey everybody, Oliver Brazil here. This is the start of day four. I was uh, so tired last night that I labeled my last voice, uh, you know, my last log, as you'd call it, um, end of day four, when it's actually the start of day four. <laughs> so, that's kind of funny. Anyways, um, yeah, what a great day yesterday was. We made our day, as uh, I said, I think, probably. And we shot a lot of amazing, amazing footage, um, including a scene that was so like close to what I had hoped it was going to be that it literally brought me to tears, which I think I said last night, and I've said a bunch now. People are probably tired of hearing that. But anyways, yes, it was amazing. And we had a really tough final scene, um, not because of... Well, it was hard for a lot of reasons. There was nudity involved, there's visual effects involved, and, um, you know, we had some technical issues. The Really, it was the technical issues that were the main challenge. Because um, with our amazing crew and our cast and everybody, you know, and like the, the kind of like the level of trust that we have from everybody involved, like, you know, that stuff wasn't a problem. It was just really this technical issue with this stupid fucking movie. Um, you know, no offense to the movie. But anyways... 
We're working on getting a better solution if we can for that. But, you know, just as, you know, indie filmmaking, you know, like that's what it is. Like we don't have a huge budget. We have to work with the stuff that the gear that we have, um, which is so kindly donated to us and don't want to downplay that. It's amazing what our, you know, team is able to pull together. But anyways, so day four start, you know, um, I worked out the shots with uh, Jason Josepher, my DP last night, and um, we are feeling pretty confident about the schedule, even to the point where we think we can add a, a, a partial scene that we missed on uh, day two. So um, I reviewed that scene last night, so I know the exact pieces that we need that we don't have, and it's really just two things. So pretty good, man. I think we can get it. Um, and yeah, we have stunts and VFX today. <laughs> so. So yeah, that's gonna be a little bit of a challenge, I'm sure, but you know, we'll get through it. It's not humongous stunts, but you know, still stunts just take time. Um, and oddly, today is like, I think no dialogue scenes. It's just uh, Jake on the phone, I think, and then a bunch of action in Jake's office. So, I mean, it'll be a different day. I really like having dialogue scenes because I think like working with the actors um, in a dialogue scene is a really, fun experience, and I mean, you know, not to whatever, <laughs> this is make me sound like an idiot, but, you know, Ed is so dialed into this character that, like, I have to give such, so little direction, it's just, like, nuances, you know, and Ed knows what his character is, and it's just like, you know, if there's a moment thing that we need to, to hit, that's it, but, I mean, pretty much, we've worked on this script together a bunch, you know, gone over everything, so, like, he just knows it, man, like, this guy knows what he's doing, has the character, so it's, it's really making my life easy. So it's really just becomes more technical, and then like, and I think that gets a little tough sometimes when, you know, we've got the character beats and the emotional beats to consider, and then we're throwing in all this like super tactical direction to the actors, and I think that can be hard, um, especially when you come from a theater background where the technical is very different. I mean, I know theater is very technical too in its own way. It's just different than film because it's like, you know, you have to be in certain positions and certain angles and uh, if you don't hit those certain angles, it's not just even marks. It's more than marks. It's like body language and you can miss stuff. But anyways, I mean, we haven't had a lot of issues with that. It's just that's the challenge today more than um, getting performances out of scenes um, out with multiple actors, which... You know, obviously that's the most fun part for a director, but uh, but yeah, this stuff's good too. So I don't know. I'm really I'm really optimistic again today. I mean, maybe I start every day optimistic, but I really feel like we're gonna make our day. I mean, we have to. We're like at this point where if we don't make our days, then the, the scenes we don't get don't make it into the movie. So we just have to get our day. And if we're like looking like we can't, we have to figure out like how to shoot the scene differently in order to, to make the story work. So. That's the mode I'm in right now. Um, just making sure we get everything that we need to, to make sure we have a movie that we can show, you know? And then, yeah, make sure that it's all coming out as magical as, uh, you know, the stuff that we got yesterday did. Um, so yeah, feeling good, ready to go. Um, hopefully these are not boring for people. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's been an experience, man. It's it's yeah it's the hardest thing I've ever done doing this I mean it's not even just like it's not like oh yeah this is nine times longer than the short films I've made like most of my shorts are 10 minutes so this is a 90 minute movie so yeah expect it to be nine times harder it's not nine times harder it's like a hundred times harder it is so much more difficult than anything I've done before in the past and I mean even working on I've worked on like seven features working on a feature and being responsible for the story and being responsible for the financials, you know, in the end, I mean, I know I have producers doing that for me, but, you know, in the end, like, it's like, decisions I make affect money that, you know, is going to eventually come out of my pocket, you know, so, or my investor's pocket, but, you know, pretty much at this point, probably in my pocket, so yeah, it's, a, it's just a different experience, um, and I mean, that's true for shorts too, but when it's such a large project, it just becomes a different animal. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, it's so hard, I never want to do it again. I'm just saying it is a lot harder than I thought, and I knew it was going to be hard, but it's a little harder, and, but I'm really, but I guess I would also say that I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's hard, but I'm enjoying the challenge, 
crew is really great and their positivity and their energy and their love for what they do drives me forward to, to, to keep going through the tough times. So yeah, it's been, it's been a good experience. You know, I just feel like, yeah, got to keep crushing it. Anyways, I am here at set. I am going to park my vehicle and I am going to get my butt to Mars, get my ass to Mars as, uh, you know, what's, what's it called? Arnold would say, um, but yeah, hope, hope this episode's going to be a good one. I don't know how the hell long it's going to be. Like, you know, maybe we have to do multiple <laughs> of these. Cause it's like, yeah, if I do about 10 minutes a day, I usually do five in the morning, five at night, roughly around there. What's that time? 17 days. That's 170 minutes. That's like way over two hours. That's like two, it's almost three hours of podcast. So, and then I'll probably have to have some commentary in there too. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is probably like three episodes worth of stuff. Anyways. All right, guys. Um, hopefully the next time you hear my voice, I'll be happy as I am now. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, go make this fucking movie, man. All right. Later, y'all. Okay, well, beginning at day four, uh, you sound optimistic. I've noticed a theme throughout the days. You always sound you you always sound really optimistic, no matter what happened the day before. Really? Yeah. And then and then in the other ones, uh, as the day went on, you're like, oh shit, this is this is not going well. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, you're like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> you're like, it's a little better. And the next day, you've like recovered. Right. I, I don't think I recorded in the middle of the day again after that one time. <laughs> I just didn't have time to. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's probably pretty accurate. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to just listen to the, the the fourth one or the end of the day? Or do you have anything to say specifically about this, these ramblings? The, the only question I have, because I don't know, so I'm assuming a lot of people don't know, is what is a Moby? You said you're having problems with the Moby. Oh, Moby. Yeah. Um, fucking Moby. So a Moby is like a, it's like a, a gimbal, you know, or it is a gimbal and it's a, like a cheaper version of a Steadicam, um, in a lot of ways. Oh, okay. Right. I'm sure you've seen these things. Um, I have yeah. one, um, I have a really small one, but this, the one that we have is, it's older. It's like a Moby M15. Um, so it just doesn't have the features that the newer Mobys have. And, uh, it's a little, it was a little finicky. Um, and so we just had some problems with it, especially when we needed it to work, um, with little time, you know, uh, it would always tend to not work when we needed it to. <laughs> um, but then we kind of figured it out or, our, our, uh, one of our, so the guy who let us, you know, borrow it, um, Ed Ng, who's been on the show before he came and, uh, basically, you know, figured out some of the issues. And so I think after that point, it didn't really have as many times where it screwed up after that. Um, but it was always a constant issue throughout the, the shoot basically. Got it. And what were you, what did you shoot on? You shoot on the red? Yeah, we shot on a red helium and a red, um, dragon as our B cam. So a lot of the footage is in eight K and then some of the footage is in like five K. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, cool. And then, all right, so one other question I had from the last podcast, you weren't around to answer that. Right. <laughs> is interesting for for me is you said you were having problems. You didn't know that you couldn't shoot day for night. Were you shooting oh. were you shooting under the carport? Yeah, so that was, that was a, uh, an issue that we had um, in our first set. Like we kind of thought that we would be able to make it look the way that we wanted to um, in the day uh, for night scenes. And it was sort of an elaborate thing that um, our cinematographer Jason was trying to do to like shoot this this light through these, uh, you know, our fake windows in our set. Um, and he wanted it to look like, you know, a certain color temperature, like like uh, evening um, light. But just due to the size of the set and the way that it was built, there's just no way that we were able to block out enough of the light in order to do that. And so it just never looked right and so that was something that you know it was in kind of a sort of an error on camera and lighting side like thinking that they could do that and so we just we still were able to do some day for night stuff um in that set we just couldn't do it in the way that they wanted to and i think what ended up happening was we just decided to shoot the scenes a little differently um moving forward Mm -hmm. for uh day for night but we did try to do most things at night for night and day for day as much as possible. Although it was way easier to shoot day for 
um yeah day for night than it was night for day or wait i think that's right right where we were at nighttime shooting for daytime oh okay yeah, yeah that would be okay so then the idea i just so the idea for the day for night inside a carport was like oh sorry you wanted to shoot blue shooting light at, from, shooting at through night, the outside yeah shooting at night for day that was easy not not the other way around shooting day for night was the challenging thing Right. Um, and so that setup was like you wanted to fake moonlight and then inside the carport you had like what tungsten lights or something? Yeah, we had the well had we had the set on the, in the inside. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to it wasn't actually moon it was so part of it was moonlight and then part of it was street lights was okay. the idea. Um Okay. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Like that would be tough. Yeah, it was interesting. Um That's cool though. You guys tried it. That'd be yeah. really cool if it worked. But uh we did a lot of um you know, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff where it was like, oh, yeah, we'll just shoot day at, at night all the time because that was really easy because I guess they're, the, we had a pretty controlled environment in that set. And the way that the light that we were shooting through the windows for our daylight was just really controlled. So when we lost our actual daylight, it didn't really affect us in that in that scenario on those on those, uh, you know, on that set. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks for thanks for getting into that. I was curious on the last episode. Okay, so we're going into day four, um, and it sounds like you're going to do some stunts with effects. And you, did you guys have a stunt coordinator for this stuff? We did. Yes, we did. We had a stunt coordinator, Tony Vela. Um, he's a really great guy, and he uh, came out and did us a favor working on the movie. Um, you know, at a lower rate than what he's normally used to, which is what everyone did. Everyone worked on a lower rate than what they're normally used to, which was awesome. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was great working with Tony. It was a lot of fun. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. I think, um, we should listen to this next yeah. week because I think yeah, let's do something it. happens. Okay. <laughs> I think. So cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. All right. And so here is the end of day four. All right, everybody, it is about 12.30 in the morning. Uh, this is the end of day four. Oh, God. Well, what can I say about day four? Um, it was hard, really hard. Um, we didn't quite make our day. <coughs> we had to push two shots to tomorrow was less than ideal, but it's not the end of the world because they're pretty quick, but we did go into yet another hour of overtime, which is like really crushing me to have done it again, again we had to go to overtime, and it was because of lock-offs and stunts and of a very complicated scene that I wrote, basically. I, man, I don't know why I fucking wrote this movie that was so fucking complicated that I'm gonna owe all these screen inserts on even when we're done just to tell the goddamn story. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, I did not write an easy movie, and that's true. And I, I had a, you know, probably an unopportune time conversation with Jason, my cinematographer, who I love to death, but I was just trying to come up with solutions of how we could, you know, you know, maximize our efficiency, and, uh, you know, it wasn't a very fun conversation, because he's basically saying, like, there's nothing that we could do to go faster, and, you know, you talk about, like, trying to shoot a movie in a different way to, like, make it work, like, to be more like you know whatever just like make it fat like not faster I'm not trying to say like but basically what I guess I'm really saying is compromising quality for time so you know when I was saying it he was like yeah I don't want to just run around with a 5D and like you know bounce a lot up to the ceiling and like you know do it that way and that's not what I'm trying to say it's this that I'm saying there is an in between ground where we have it look quality, but like we don't spend as much time like finessing every single tiny little thing, you know. Um, but I mean, that's a crew I have. We, you know, they're all 
is amazing looking, and it is, you know, like, gonna be a very interesting, quirky movie. But, you know, if it's not gonna be anything if we can't make our days. You know, we're not gonna have it. We can't, I can't go into overtime every day. It's just not possible. And we're, you know, facing a two to three hour wrap out tomorrow from, you know, Gripping Electric and not camera, but gripping electric. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like, we don't necessarily have a smaller day tomorrow. We have, like, you know, like, less scenes, I think, and less shots planned. But in the end, it's probably about the same amount of work as we had today. And we have to leave two hours for rap. And we can't even leave a half hour for fucking rap. We keep on going into fucking ramp. So, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to come up with some kind of solution to make it happen. But it's just... It's a total challenge. And, um, you know, I think what I need to do... Is, fuck, simplify actions. You know, to make things happen in a more efficient manner. With, uh, you know, with the story. So we don't have to shoot as much coverage one thing I can do, which is doable. Second thing is to um, cut scenes that we don't absolutely need, which I thought I had already done to death. Like, I thought I would already gotten rid of everything that I had to get rid of. Um, but maybe there is more that I can cut that I'm not, you know, that I'm missing. So, those are the things that I need to do in order to make this work, is I have to just, you know, make things smaller scope wise and story and um, you know uh, simplify actions of characters and simplify simplify beats so I don't have to get as many shots and don't have to do as much shit you know um, yeah I think that's one thing I can do personally and then the other thing that we need to do as a team is just figure out a way to be more efficient with time and not get into these problems where, you know, we're not making our days because of this, that, or the other thing. You know, like, we just have to figure out what that solution is. And I don't know what it is, but I know there is a solution. I just don't know what it is. But, um, you know, we gotta find it, you know, in order for... For this movie to, to keep on happening, you know, or just seriously, or we're just done, basically. Um, so yeah, so basically the plan is contingencies for everything, you know, so like if every day basically have a scene that we can be cut from the movie, so no, at every day of the schedule be like, I don't like, I don't need the scene. If we don't make our day, we can get rid of this scene. So I need to know what that is and have it planned for the end of the day every day. And then the other thing we can do is just try to, um, you know, try to be more, I wouldn't say simple with our lighting, but just, you know, yeah, just really know what we what we need, what we can do, and to go go make it happen, and then make it happen. But again, I also think things are gonna get better when we get out of the basement office. And I know we have to go back there, so it's gonna be hard again. But maybe we can make some different changes um, in the plan so we don't have the same issues. Because this no doors opening thing is like. So basically, you can only you can't close every door of the set in order to shoot all corners, which is what we want to do because it's a safety hazard. Like you can't lock the crew into the set, which is basically what you have to do if you want to shoot all four corners. So we have to leave one open, and leaving one open and having to switch the entryways makes it really hard to shoot in that kind of small confined space. So basically, what we're trying to do is have one of our flat walls have hinges so it's like a door so I don't know if that's something that we're going to be actually be able to do but we're going to try anyway so yeah that's what we got um so I don't know scale from 1 to 10 
I don't know, six, I guess. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, quality of the shots today, yeah, I don't know, nine. But I just feel like, God, we got to be able to do better, you know? Um, and it's not fun to have a conversation with my cinematographer, and they basically say that the only option we have is for me to cut my movie down. Like, that's not a productive answer. There should be a better answer, like... Yes, we can be more efficient with our shooting, or we can, you know, scale back our lighting schemes. That's what I really want to hear, scale back lighting schemes. But that's not what Jason had to say, because I feel like our lighting schemes are really complicated, and maybe they can be just a little less complicated, you know? Um, I don't know. Anyways, me, I'm just moaning and complaining, but I don't know. I know everyone's working really hard, and everyone cares so much about this movie, because if they didn't, they would not be working for zero dollars, basically. And, um, you know, giving all this, this this time to it. And, I mean, no one wants the quality to be low, you know? Like, everyone wants to be proud of this thing. So it needs to be at a high level. And so that's kind of where the part of this is coming from. Anyways. <sighs> Making moves this hard, guys. All right. End of day <laughs> yeah. four. I, I was pretty sure that was going to happen. <laughs> I remember that. The way you started, it was pretty great. I think you just went, oh, God. And then you went right into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a tough one, man. That was really hard. That felt like like uh, we weren't, like, like what were what are we doing? Like, how are we going to, how can we make this movie if we can't make our days and we're not willing to f- think of solutions as a team? It just, I don't know. I mean, it gets better. I think. But yeah, that was particularly challenging. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had that on Age of Reason, like, love the DP, but we got into a lot of issues where he's really a perfectionist, and he'll think nothing of taking two hours, three hours on a setup if you don't rein him in, and it was like a constant battle. Uh, that was really tough. <laughs> so, um, and he was brilliant, like, you, like, Age of Reason, like, he shot it fucking awesome it looks so good um and like i'm happy with everything we got but it was tough but we were on like 12 hour days um yeah what, what were you on 12 12 hour days yeah okay so like that was what the, the issue was like we would dip into the t- over the 12 hours and then it's like suddenly everyone's in double time and uh you know it's definitely not something we were budgeted for so it was uh it was a constant issue and i mean you know, it's like my producer, Jeff, it's like, I'm, you know, he's trusted me to make this movie, like gave me this shot. And, uh, you know, I felt like every time I went over that I was like personally letting him down, basically. You I know? mean, it happens though. There's, it's really like unavoidable. Um, especially like right. on that day, you said, I think it was that day you said before you're doing stunts and nudity. It oh. just takes time, man. So that was stun- so yeah, stunts on that day, nudity the day before. The day before, okay. Yeah. Was that cool? Any any crazy? I, I've shot nudity; it was fine. But was that was that fine? No, yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't know if I talk about when it when it comes up later about. It. I probably don't talk about it. Um, okay. But there's a couple times where um, it became became a little bit of an issue and I just had to be more clear with the actors on what we needed to do, you know? Um, and there was one time where I wanted to have, uh, some nudity and, you know, unplanned because, you know, the shot changed while we were doing, um, you know, it kind of changed from what our original concept was. And, uh, yeah, Edward just was not interested. <laughs> in yeah. It. And so we're like, okay, well let's come up with another solution. And we came up with a solution that worked where, you just uh, we just actually had him ha- have his boxers on for that scene, um, you know. So oh, so it was male nudity. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah, most of the nudity in my movies male nudity. There's like a tiny little tiny itsy bitsy bit of like suggested nudity um, with my my actress, but very little. Um, I think there should be a lot more male nudity in movies. Oh, well, you'll love my movie Truthfully. then. <laughs> oh, good, good. He's, I've always he's felt shirtless like that. half the time. <laughs> But yeah, no, it uh, it, and it, I think it's kind of coming back in a way, like where it's like, you know, something that you just see more of. So I don't think really being that avant-garde by doing it, but uh, you know, we're we're not doing a lot of it. You know, it's pretty it's pretty tame overall, which I think is good for this type of movie, anyways. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So you got, we're going into day five morning. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, let's see. I'm interested if there's anything else to say about day four. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it was just a thing that Jason and I needed to work out. And um, I don't think that like, like, it, and it's also, I wanted to say, it's good for me to hear that you have the same kind of issues with your cinematographer, you know? So it's like, not like a, a thing that, um, you know, I alone experience. It sounds like it's a kind of common thing, you know, um, that cinematographers are, cinematographers are perfectionists, you know, um, but uh, it is. But I, I feel like there's a like at a certain point, I'm not saying that like your DP was like this or anything or even that mine was. But in general, like there is a point at which like it becomes unprofessional because right. you're holding up the entire the entire shoot at a certain point when like you have to make the day like people like you can't just like I feel like part of the job is like you take the time you have to be able to budget time right so it's it's definitely I mean that's just part of the job yeah we I think we got faster you know but it was a constant issue um you know and I and I kind of just feel like next time uh I want to just have a more like it's like a kind of a realistic sort of conversation. Be like, this is the the movie that we have to shoot. This is the time that we have to do it. Um, you know, can you do it? And will you? Are you willing to work fast enough to shoot this? And if the answer the answer if the answer is yes, then you have to be like, okay, you have to hold them to that. You know. Um, and I feel like that was sort of what we all, we all went into this movie knowing how much we had to shoot, you know, and we like, we it's like, it wasn't like we didn't have a schedule. We had a schedule. It was ambitious, you know? And I feel like if it was really that undoable, like we, you know, the, the lighting team and the cinematographer should have pulled me aside early on in prep and been like, we can't make this movie in this timeline. This is just too, this is unrealistic, you know? Um, but maybe they just knew, maybe they just, uh, thought they could do it and they couldn't do it. Like, I I don't, I don't really know. Um, but that was sort of like the answer I would get all the time was like, oh, the schedule is just, you know, too ambitious. It's like, well, if it's too ambitious, then we can't say, cause we're basically going into agreement telling our producers and everybody that we can make this schedule if we're agreeing to do it. You know, if we go into the shooting day with the schedule that we've all looked at, you know, so it's like at some point you can't, that's like not an acceptable answer anymore, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know we did get better. It, it, you know, we didn't really. I mean, it was a constant thing. But uh, you know, I just think next time, like we, we, there has to be a way that you can make a movie um, in fifteen, sixteen days. Uh, you, you know, without having the script, you know, be like seventy pages. Like you should be able to shoot a eighty-five, ninety-page script in that amount of time. You know. Um, but anyways, that's a problem for another movie. <laughs> for your next movie. For the next movie, exactly. And I and I keep on thinking like, oh yeah, maybe I'll make my movie for a, for a lower budget. And I'm like, well, geez, I hope they'll <laughs> definitely get a different type of team if I'm going to make a movie for <laughs> less money than that in the same amount of time or less amount of time even. It's like, you know, crazy. You just got to make like my dinner with Andre. It's just two <laughs> right. people talking. Right. Or just shoot it myself with a three-person crew and just be like, boom. We're making a movie. It's done. Yeah, man. That's why I want to do a documentary next, and and where it's like so bare, it's all so raw that it's not like one of those like sit people down for interviews. Everything's super <laughs> nicely lit, and there's super good graphics. Like, no, do like a straight up like raw documentary. Yeah. Because you know, plus it just feels more real anyway. Mm, interesting. I digress. Okay, morning of day five. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. This is start of day, what, day five. Oh, man. Um, it's a little earlier than call. We worked till about, God, what time was it? I think we officially were out around, uh, I think, 11.30 or midnight, something around there, <coughs> which was, uh, I think it was a midnight. The whole crew was officially out by midnight because it was an hour overtime. Which totally sucks that I had to go into overtime again. Fucking A, man. To do it three times in the first week, three out of five days overtime, that's like really bad. (laughs) It's not good. And, uh, you know, I need to like, I'm not like saying I'm blaming people or anything. I'm just, you know, 
I'm looking at the movie we're making, and I'm thinking, like, gosh, you know, we're not really making the kind of, like, indie scrappy movie that I thought we were going to make. We're making this, like, kind of more elaborate movie. But I guess that's what I wrote, partly. I should take responsibility for that. I mean, largely, I suppose. But, uh, you know, it's also the way we're shooting it is very much not, um, you know, like an indie movie. Um, I probably should never agree to this whole, you know, um, Fisher Dolly thing. It's like, yeah, it was explained to me that it was faster. I mean, I think in some ways it is, but in some ways it's not, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't want to go back to the Fisher Dolly conversation again. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, whatever. You know, I just, other things I've worked on, another thing I've seen, it's like, they just come out, it just goes a lot quicker because it has to, you know? And I guess those ones all have long days too, so it's not like this is any different. I don't know. Day five, and we have a two-hour wrap-out after we finish shooting, and I am not, not, I am not going into overtime today. I just can't. So um, I am going to seriously look at our shot list because I think we've prepared a half-decent reasonable shot list, but, um, you know, not that reasonable. So I've got, it's 930 I think crew call is 11, I believe. So that leaves me, what, an hour and a half. It's like 9.30 right now. Hour and a half to like go through the shot list and kind of rewrite the movie based on what we're able to do, you know? So these scenes can, can just do the thing that they need to do and we don't take hella time doing it, you know? So... Um, I'm gonna work on that right as soon as I land. I got a little small tiny breakfast just because I'm too, too hungry to wait for breakfast at 10 30 or whatever. And I was gonna, you know, stuff this down and then I'm gonna do it. I really wanted to use this time to like get ahead of the call of the, the, the shot list for next week, but you know, that's not happening. So, I mean, and I have shot list stuff, sure, of course, but you know, I just don't have, um, you know, ones for each, to every scene, just a lot of the scenes, you know, so, oh, God, anyways, I am gonna work on that over the weekend, try to get these shot lists done, I mean, I also have to hang out with my wife, too, uh, you know, it's not fair not to spend time with her, so, yeah, I don't know, but here's my plan, end of the day, we'll have at least... I think I already have Tuesday's shot list done. I think for actual, for real, I do think I have one full day of shots done. So that is good. And then the other thing I can, and then I'll get Monday done. So Monday and Tuesday will be at least done by the end of the day. That's my bare minimum. And then over the weekend, I can work on getting the rest of um, the shot list for that week done. So at least, you know, maybe by Monday I can give Hilton, I already, already have Monday and Tuesday, and I can give him, um, you know, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, assuming we're still doing that, although I think we are, I think it just changed, uh, anyways, yeah, so that's the plan, and yeah, yeah, I don't know, I mean, gosh, I'm just a little tired, I, I mean, I slept probably more yesterday than I have in a while, I think I got home, like, about six hours, I've been getting more, like, four to five hours, um, so six kind of feels good, but, I mean, it's just a tiring experience, and, uh, you know, I am having fun, I just, I'm really hard on myself when we don't get what we've done done in the time, and I think I just need to re-jigger things, so that we can, and then I, I have to seriously take a look at the script and see what else we can cut in order to, to simplify, because there's probably more things that can be cut out, you know, um, I gotta look at the scenes that we've already shot, and then to see how they come together with everything else, um, because maybe there are easy ways to get around things, alrighty, um, I am almost here, and I don't wanna, I wanna eat, I wanna eat in my car, I feel like eating in my car right now, I don't feel like bringing food in, Take a moment and then go in and get this shit done. Um, 
yeah, so, I don't know, man. I mean, hopefully the, my, my nightly log tonight will be really positive. Maybe I'll be like, yes, we made the day. We didn't cut anything. And, uh, you know, we, uh, whatever. We got it all. Maybe that'll be what I say. I hope that's true. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to know if that's really going to be the case or not until I'm there. Um, and speaking of being there, I am here at location, um, and yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I'm, okay, I don't, I feel like I'm being too negative, this is just, you know, I'm, I'm really, it is a dream to do this, it's been great, um, it's just very challenging, and it's making me, like, consider, like, the types of movies that I want to make, and how we can make them, so, yeah. It's just about re- refiguring things and like being more realistic on story. And even though you have a few characters, the amount of actions that a character does is really what fucks you. <laughs> so I used to think dialogue scenes were like, yeah, if we go, oh, I have so little dialogue. That's gonna be a lot, lot, you know, smoother for us. Fuck no, dialogue you can blow through. It's fucking actions. So if you have a page of just nothing but description that could fuck you in the ass big time, which is what happened to me on this movie, so word to the wise, I mean, maybe that's a cool type of filmmaking, to like, not have dialogue and stuff, yes, I love it, you know, show things with actions or whatever, but that is so much harder to shoot, and so much harder to convey than just doing a bunch of dialogue scenes, so yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll just start writing more dialogue, although I'm not very good at writing dialogue, um (laughs) just be honest, so, uh, anyways, all right, guys, I'm out of here. Thanks again. See you guys in you know about 14 hours, uh, at least auto auto audio wise. <laughs> Bye. Oh man, yeah. I uh, I hear you uh, descending into ma- into the movie madness, um, <laughs> in a good way. Okay. But um, well, I don't want to take too long because I think is there anything you want to say before moving into the into the nighttime? Uh, no, I don't know. I feel like I'm saying it all. You say some stuff. <laughs> What's your reaction to that shit? I mean, it sounds exactly what I've gone through, you know, and definitely dialogue is the best. The action stuff will kill you, you know, and that's that's a great thing to learn or, you know, to, to go through because the simpler the better. Once you get stuff rolling with dialogue, man, it just... It just goes, and you can do a lot of pages. But if you're trying to do anything fancy with, like, conveying action that isn't... I don't know. I don't know if you're shooting all that stuff on the dolly, but it gets so complicated so quick. And then it, and it's really easy to let things snowball and get and get so detailed that you... Suddenly, two hours have gone by, and you're like, uh-oh. Like, we're fucked. Right. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just the actions, you know, and trying to get all the things that need to happen happen in a scene it's like it can be really tough and there's a lot of stuff that happens in my movie where it's you know he's doing something or creating something or figuring something out and you know or discovering something and it's all him alone in his office mainly and it's just like yeah it it got it got very hard very challenging so not to get it said you said you didn't want to talk about the Fisher Dolly anymore in that log uh but did you what what problems were you having with it real quick or did you have like a slider on it too or well yeah we didn't have a slider on it for the first um section that we were in the um the the basement office set but then we did get a slider on it for the second time and that actually I think it did make makes it easier go, right uh, made it yeah cuz every time yeah. you needed to move we didn't have to if you just wanted a small little move, we could just do it on the slider. We didn't have to, you know, put track down or, or even do a wheel push. And we we did a lot of um, stuff without track uh, in the first office because it was cement on the ground, so that was kind of easy. But then they did carpet for the second set, and then, you know, we had to do track whenever we wanted to push with it there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just this whole thing between Jason and I where early on. Like he had um, like lobbied really hard to have this Fisher Dolly movie combination thing where it's like you put the movie on the remote head and you put the remote like or the movie is the remote head. 
you put that on the the a jib and you put the jib on the dolly and then oh. it's like this rig that you just shoot the whole movie on because like it's easy to move everything around and we did that like two days and then the rest of the movie we didn't do it at all <laughs> yeah we just um, I, you just live on the slider that's the right that's the way to do it well the movie was just like it was too finicky and it just had too many problems and i know jason would say like oh if we had a proper movie then it would have worked but i just think that for the how fast we had to move and like like that's probably great for a commercial but i don't it's not the right <laughs> solution for an indie movie it's just not you know um and then the the dolly uh the the jib arm was just way too big to go into our set because there's all the props and the art around it. It just, it just how, didn't how long work. was it? Do you, oh, it was do like. You remember? Oh, <laughs> I think it could go as small as four feet and as long oh. as eight feet. Oh um, boy! So you know, it, it uh, just we used it a couple times uh, for for key shots, but yeah, there's just no way. It just like wasn't something that we could do. And we spent a lot of time and effort and a lot of favors to get all that stuff to make that thing happen. And we just barely ever used it. I mean, we used the Fisher Dolly a lot, um, which was, which it was, was great, I think. And I think the Fisher Dolly is a great tool, but I just think this whole Movi Dolly <laughs> jib combo thing, like I will, if anyone says that to me again, for a feature, I'll just be like, uh-uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I've been down that road, bro. Not a good road. Um, maybe a Fisher Dolly, uh, sure, that's fine. But, uh, but yeah, no Dolly movie combo. It's just <laughs> no bueno, man. No bueno. Oh, that sounds tough. Um, but anyways, and so it was just it was it was a it was just a thing that you know I guess we we all thought was gonna work and it just didn't. And it's just like another learning experience. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, I just didn't want to. And I mean, I feel like throughout the whole movie, the people who claimed that we were moving too slow, like our AD Hilton and our producer, Jeff, I think they always looked at the Fisher Dolly even now as a slower thing. But I think to some extent, it's not really that slow because like once you're on it and if you stay on it and you're just going from like shot to shot on it, then it can be pretty fast. Um, but it kind of depends on your shot construction, you know? Because, um, yeah, I think uh, it could definitely take a lot of uh, time if you're going from Fisher to Sticks to Dana to Fisher, you know. And that was sort of what happened to us. We would go from Fisher to Sticks to Dana Dolly all around, hmm. you know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, anyways, should we go to this last bit? You, you want to hear what happened? I do. Okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, okay, good. Here you go. The end of day five. All right, hey everybody, this is Ulrich here again. Uh, I don't know why I have to introduce myself every time, but I do. This is the end of day five of week one of the alternate. Woo, 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 woo. We have about a third of the movie shot, maybe a little bit less, but around there. And things are going good. Had a really good day. Um, you know, <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, I mean, Yet again, we did go into a little bit of OT, but only with like a small amount of the crew, like maybe four to five people who I deeply apologize to those four or five people to send them to OT yet again. But, uh, you know, I mean, Jeff, our lovely producer, is not really worried about it too much. And, um, you know, we were really close to hitting our mark. Like we were supposed to be done shooting by 930 to give them two hours of wrap, even though they asked for three, but you know, to give them two, we were supposed to be done at 9.30. And I think we got done like right around 10, like maybe just like a little before 10, I think. Um, <coughs> so we gave them like, you know, an hour and a half of wrap, which uh, I think was, uh, you know, obviously not what they asked for, but better than, than what it could have been, like really fucking ourselves. Um, and then, you know, we had a second meal coming prepared, which was, like, such a clutch move and so appreciated by everybody. And I think, like, given where we are, like, you know, we're in fucking, you know, Palo Alto. It's not, like, the middle of nowhere, but, I mean, there really isn't that much late food, you know? Like, you can't really get anything decent besides fast food after, you know, midnight or, or 11, even 11, you know? So we had some nice home-cooked food uh, from our wonderful producer, Tony, which was actually amazing. And, um, yeah, everyone was happy in good spirits. We got our day, and we had to cut a few inserts, so we missed, like, 
basically, I think, four inserts from one of our scenes. Um, and we are striking our big set. Our Jake's office is done. The, the, the one version of Jake's world is done, which is, like, kind of insane to say that out loud. But, yeah, we did it. Um, and, you know, now we can't go back there again, except for small things. So we're, we missed these inserts. So... Luckily, <laughs> we're going to still have access to the desk that the inserts have to happen on, and then the computer's mine, and the, um, you know, like, the wall of the, um, office is the actual wall that belongs in the carport. It's not a fake wall or something that we made for the movie, so, uh, luckily we can use that, um, anytime. So it sounds like Jason and I will try to come back or we're going to sneak it into our um, one of our pickup days. We have two pickup days scheduled now, or I guess they're not really pickup days. They're kind of like, they're calling them second unit days, which I think is fair because we'll definitely have a smaller team for those. But, um, you know, they're, they're kind of more like real days because it's scenes that we owe, you know. Um, but yeah, and then we'll, you know, maybe have to do an actual pickup day on top of that. But the the benefit is that that's not happening until um, early January, so I should be able to get a cut of the movie together before then to uh, look at stuff and see what we actually need, and you know maybe some of the stuff that we're missing we don't actually miss, and maybe um, you know there's other things that we are missing that we need that we could get. So you know it's kind of a nice benefit to have this like two or three week little sort of break in between principle and the pickups so we can sort of plan out like our days better with a little bit more information like once we see more of the movie you know so that's pretty exciting um and then uh yeah I don't know what because there's so much to say I mean I feel like I didn't even really talk about how I don't I don't remember if I talked about how on day one I didn't have a script supervisor and then basically um the team between our producer Jeff and Hilton, our first AD, like, they all just said, like, we need to have a scripting, and, like, uh, our producer Jeff, like, I think he thought that we had a, a scripting when we didn't, you know, um, which was kind of crazy, but, yeah, we just never had planned to have one, because I just didn't think we could afford it, you know, and then, um, you know, everyone thinks that we need one, so we got one. Um, and it was great. It's been great to work with Judith, our, our, our script supervisor. But I just, I, I never had my own before. I'd always been a script supervisor for people. I, I did two movies as a script supervisor. And that was great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just never really, I was like, eh. Like, I, you know, I see the benefit, of course. And I understand why they're important. And I, I mean, I feel like I've enjoyed working with them um, on this even. But it's like... You know, it's just, it's just kind of a new thing for me. But um, but she wasn't there today, and they put an intern in charge of, of the script supervisor stuff. And, yeah, it was actually really important. And I'm super glad that they uh, had, um, they you know, that they had the information, because we actually used it a couple times. Like, we did check the reference photos um, for things. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm starting to see why people like it so much especially with a movie that like ours where it's like so many moving pieces and different versions of people and we have to block shoot sometimes and yeah it's just kind of important so anywho that was a thing that happened um also after we got our last scene today the freaking rain it's raining like crazy so that's another part that was kind of crazy is that we're dealing with all the rain like the freaking rain like you know, dumped on us, and <laughs> we had to, like, you know, deal with that, it was pretty nuts, so, yeah, just lots of craziness all around, um, but the fact that we got the day, the fact that we did everything that we needed to do, um, and we don't, you know, we didn't have to cut any scenes since Monday, yeah, I feel really good about it, you know? Um, and we might still have time to get that scene for Monday later. Um, probably not on the principal days, but, you know, on the pickup days, it might be able to get snuck in there, you know? So we'll see. Or we can do that later. It's kind of a small deal to do. Um, but yeah, everyone's in high spirits. Everyone's having a good time. 
I think people are digging the movie, you know, um, and yeah, I, uh, I think all the beats are going to work, I think. We'll see. Anyways, I uh, want to go inside. I didn't go back to Oakland today just because it's freaking 1 a.m. right now, and I'm tired, and I just don't think driving at this moment would be the best idea. So I'm going to go into my little apartment here that I'm staying at while I'm here, courtesy of our producers. Thank you. Um, and... Uh, Probably look at some footage, uh, make a shot list for Monday, send that off, and go to bed. Well, oh, and I wanted to say a couple special shout-outs. So Bryce, um, I don't remember Bryce's last name right now, but Bryce has been a long-time listener to the podcast. I met Bryce two years ago. He came to the table read for the alternate, and he is here as one of our interns on the movie, which is incredible. And you know, he was kind of young when uh, I met him. He was, I think, still in high school, I believe, when he came for the table read. And I think maybe now he's out of high school or something. But anyways, he looks a lot older. And uh, yeah, he, he did lots of great work for us today. He stood in for us in a very uncomfortable position for a very long time. And, you know, that was it was just great to have him. And uh, yeah, also, uh, our shout out to our PA Isaiah Sturge, who's been a part of a lot of my productions um for the last like couple years i met him at a podcast event he also was a listener to the other show back in the day so yeah man i mean i think still listens but not as much maybe anyways but isaiah i love isaiah you're the best man and uh yeah i don't know we got so many great people uh olivia is one of our interns and uh, Erica is one of our interns, wonderful, and then our whole team. I can just go through the whole crew, but you guys all know who you are. You guys are all amazing. And, um, yeah, I just really appreciate everybody, and, uh, you know, can't wait to share this movie with everybody and just make it happen, you know? And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like at this moment, if you'd ask me, do I want to do this all again? I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it again. You know? Um, it is hard, but it's really fun, and it's a total privilege and a pleasure. And I just so feel so special and lucky. That special. I feel so lucky that I get to make this movie and get to lead, like, help lead this crew. Because it's just, everyone's working so hard and they believe in it so much. And we're getting the best stuff. So, anyways, I'm sure all directors say that about their crews. But yeah, I'm just really, just really, really, really feel very grateful to everyone for coming out um oh yeah and ethan ashley old friend of mine from college uh, is also working on the movie as a carpenter so that's really fucking fun too shout out to ethan he was in my steven seagal homage video that i made <laughs> like in 2010 or something maybe 2009 even it was a really long time ago anyways all right i gotta go 2008 probably jeez a long time ago Alright guys, I'm out of here. Have a great weekend. Well, it's not your weekend whenever you listen to this, but yeah, have a great one. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday morning at the start of day six of The Alternate. Right on, man. I think that was the first day that you came out after the day was over and you were like like super stoked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it well, it was the end of the week, you know, um, and we did get our day, um, pretty much, which was great too, and uh, and everyone was really excited at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, it was just it was good, it went well, you know. I we we figured things out to some degree. I mean, we did have to cut three inserts, I think it was, um, that we we're we're gonna have to do probably um later uh but uh but it was pretty minor it's nothing nothing major you know nothing that we can't do you know at any time basically um so it was, it was good it was a good day yeah i don't think i really have anything much to comment on although i think it's cool that uh your intern bryce came back oh yeah that's that's cool bryce bryce is amazing so bryce is like this guy who listens to the show a lot or used to listen to the show a lot um and yeah, he came out to the table read for the movie um, a couple years ago, and I got to meet him there. And he was really excited to be there. His parents like drove him and stuff. And then, um, yeah, to have him on, I think he came out maybe four or five days, maybe a little bit more. I can't remember, but uh, 
it was really always great to to have him there, and he was always really excited to be there and to help out. And uh, we had a few really cool interns like that who were like still in high school or just graduating high school, and it was just really fun to have like this really young, excited energy on the set, you know. Um, and plus, they did a great work too. It was it was awesome. Cool, right on, man. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to end it here? Do you want to like get a, the like a little preview of week two, or how are you feeling? Well, I think it would be, I mean, that was going out on a high note, so I like it. Okay, cool. Um, and then, I don't know, next time, start week two fresh. If you want to keep doing these episodes, I'm down. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. What I mean, does, does this seem really, like, you know, you've made two features. Like, does this, my experience seem pretty typical to you so far, or what do you think? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's all normal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I don't know, it, it's kind of like... You know, for a long time when you and I would talk about like me making a third movie and I was always like, it's got to be the right movie, man, because I just I can't do it again, doing it the wrong way or the wrong thing. Does that kind of make more sense now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I talk about that, I think, in a later uh, log. It's just how like, you know, it's like I used to think that, oh, yeah, like I want to make any movie, like any movie like that's within a genre I like, like sign me up, I'll direct it. And like now it's more like. It really has to be like worth it. <laughs> it's got to be a good movie. Like it can't just be anything. Like it because it's so much work. It's so hard. It's like, and I think like I, I I talk about this at some point. I say like you know you know the alternate ended up being the right movie for me, and I never no matter how hard it got, like I never regret regretted that that was the movie I decided to make. You know, um, but it just really makes me think. It's like you can't just do it with anything. It has to be important to you. It has to be so important to you. Because if it's not, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, oh, this is going to sound, I don't mean this to sound negative or anything, but the work that you have ahead of you is, is I, I think, for me, is like harder. <laughs> for because <laughs> at post and then post post I'm just like like that's that's where things for me get really hard because I I really don't I don't even like post I don't like anything after shooting truthfully I mean especially (laughs) when when you're doing everything but I'm you know if you have like an effects guy maybe someone to do color or something whatever you've got like that's going to be helpful because really Jordan and I always had to do everything and it was we got some help here and there um and but it just dragged, you know, the our first movies dragged out for so long after they were done being shot that I just, that's that's what's tough for me. I think that's what's holding me back. It isn't production. It's not pre-production. It's not even, like, not even the editing. It's, like, everything after that. I'm like, I, I can't, I don't want to go through it again unless it's super worth it, you know, but. Right. You know, anyway, that and then for me, and then I'm like, well, then I'm not doing anything because there's no, nothing's going to be perfect. <laughs> nothing's gonna nothing's gonna fit all the boxes. I'm gonna have to make some kind of concession if I'm gonna do another feature and so that that's kinda where I'm at. Right. Well, I mean, also if you got paid to do it, you'd probably be more interested in it, right? If it wasn't just something that you were you know, breathing into existence from nothing. Yeah, I mean if I was like a director for hire or something, that'd be different because your job kinda ends, right? I mean your job you still get right. called in to, to look at cuts or, you know, be in you know, sound edits or something but your job is primarily production but yeah when you're driving the bus and you know gassing the bus and all the bus metaphors you want to throw in there (laughs) right it's just it's just it's just a lot so um but you know you're on your way and you're you're uh you're in it now you can't back out now so it's gonna be right uh, it's gonna be good man and yeah it's it's funny for me. I what I've learned for myself is that like after we shoot, like I feel so good and like I'm really happy with all the footage that we captured, and then it's what it's in the edit where you see all the problems and all the mistakes that you've made and all the things that you did wrong, you know. Um, and so I'm just getting myself ready for that experience of like you know, like I love my movie and I always love my movie, but there's gonna be times where I hate it, you know, and then I'm gonna have to like go back to loving it again and I'll hate it and I'll love it again. And it's just going to, it's going to be this emotional roller coaster that I'm about to start with post-production. Um, so I'm just getting myself ready for it, you know? 
yeah. mentally preparing myself. I mean, luckily the mu the movie looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Like no one's gonna say this thing doesn't look amazing because it it just it truly does. Like Jason really, you know, all all his perfectionism really came through in the end because like every frame is like just awesome. Um, but it's just okay. Well, the, the performances come out right. The writing—it's like the writing is really where it comes down to. Like, did you write the scene properly? Did you keep the scenes in the movie that need to be kept in the movie when you're like making edits to the script? Like, does this make sense? <laughs> you know, those are the things I'm more worried about. Yeah, and it's it's so hard, you know, on on a low budget like like we're working used to working with, where it's like Hollywood. It's like ah, this doesn't work. We'll reshoot. And it's like, uh, that doesn't exist for us. We're just, you know, right. what you get is what you get. You got to work around it. It makes it a little, a little harder and, uh, things are a little more baked in, but you'll, you'll get through it. And, you know, you can always hit me up to watch a scene. Oh yeah. I'll definitely be doing that. I have a lot of uh, Kickstarter backers too, or shouldn't say Kickstarter, Seed and Spark contributors who, um, have opted in to like watch Rough Cuts. So oh, good. I'm going to be getting a ton of notes from a ton of people, which I think will be very helpful. But yes, I want your notes. It, it too. is helpful. Yeah, no, the more notes, the better. And then if you get like two or three people or more who say the same thing, you're like, okay, I got to look at this. And I remember like right. our first movie, we recut. Actually, both movies, we cut scenes out. There's like 10 minutes out of Age of Reason that we cut out. That Oh, wow. Know, and the first movie, Fever Night 2, I think... We we redid the opening like ten times based on people's feedback. So it's, oh wow, it was quite a process. Well, the the, the opening you had got you landed on for the Age of Reasons, super awesome. I love it. Oh good, smashing Thanks. smashing those cars. It's great. Smashing those cars. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Andrew, thanks again for this, man. Um, thank you for listening to the episode. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at um, podcast at makingmoviesheart.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AllrickB. And Andrew, where can people find you? Uh, you can friend me on Facebook. I don't really have a <laughs> uh, other account. You're not uh, on or Twitter, my... huh? I think I have. I think I have a lurker account, but a lurker. I don't really okay. go on there. Uh, Instagram too, huh. but uh, if you want to reach out, you can always hit me up at www.andrewjschrader.com, and uh, if you go to andrewjschrader.com/free, you can download a free book of very strange short stories um, when you sign up for my email list. Nice, um, cool. And then if you want to, uh, you know, leave a review for this podcast and tell us how great we're doing or how ter how terrible we're doing, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review there. Those are always super helpful. Uh, we also have a Patreon page. If you want to contribute to the show and keep us alive, you can go there. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just uh, listen to the show. Tell a friend. Pass pass the word around about the podcast. I think that's probably the most helpful. So like Twitter, tweets, tw tweets on Twitter, Facebook posts, uh, Instagram posts, I suppose. All those things are good. Um, but yeah, Andrew, thanks again for this episode, man. It's been fun.